0: Monday, happy days Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days Thursday, Friday, happy days The weekend comes, my cycle hops Ready to race for you These days are all Happy and free These days are all Share them with me Goodbye, grey sky Hello Rockin' all week with you, season 7, episode 10 in this episode, we are covering the New Arnold's and the Hucksters, new, both directed by Jerry Paris, as, as always. Uh, Holly White wrote the New Arnold's. Mark Rothman wrote the Hucksters. New Arnold's January 29th, 1980. February 5th, 1980 for the Hucksters. Oh, I'm Dan. I'm your host, by the way. I'm going to be talking about these two episodes for a bit. I hope all is well. We are in the, the back... Portion the back third or so, I guess, of uh, season seven, uh, rearing towards the end, and um, you know Richie's leaving soon. Um, Ralph's leaving soon. There's not much of either of them in this episode. Ralph throws out a few lines, and Richie says a thing or two. But this is very much a, as you as you might imagine, after the fire, it's 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 very Al heavy and very Fonzie heavy. Um, because what happens obviously previous episode, hot stuff, Chachi burned Arnold's down. Now they got the insurance money. They're rebuilding it. Fonzie is. Um, co-owner now, and he and Arnold get into a big argument about what to do with the setup of the place and everything like that, and it looks like they may be selling the place because they can't um, come to an agreement. They're arguing, they're feuding, and what ends up happening is um, they become friends again. Hooray! And and, uh, we twist again, like we did last summer. Let me play a little bit of music. I'll be on the other side talking about the new Arnolds. Oh yeah! It's few episodes I had quite a lot to say uh, this one here I, I might not have as much uh, because we're, the last two episodes were obviously like I said uh, Joni's Dilemma and, and the Hot Stuff very very important episodes changing the face of Arnold changing the uh, sort of sort of layout of what exactly Fonzie sort of does with the show and making Joni into an, an adult more or less uh, this one is just the standard sort of two friends go into business together argue a lot looks like their friendship is going to break up then they come together in the end and we we unveil the new arnold's which i guess people describe as like ski lodge with picnic tables or something like that it's very it's very wooden it looks like maybe a giant cedar closet or something i'm not 100 sure it looks it looks very ski lodgey i mean it looks fine to me the the bandstand is on the other side of the room uh the jukebox where are the jukebox is still by the the bathroom door um the Fonz now has a desk uh, and a red phone in his uh, in in the men's room, and, and like a, a pull down um, a, a shade paper shade thing with all the phone numbers on it. Where Al, Al said that um, he got all the phone numbers off of the walls that didn't burn and uh alphabetize them for Fonzie so that's that's fun there so it's it's a nice place and they um uh music wise in this one uh, I'm not not gonna I'm not gonna go in depth into the any any time period or anything for this one because they just do the hoop with the bop and the bop she shabop and uh twist again like we did last summer which we've already talked about in previous episodes so yeah this this is a very basic um but fun, uh, episode with the, t- yeah, the two guys causing trouble, and, um, it, you know, and it, it sort of comes out first where, uh, we, we go to this, this space, which I guess is meant to be the diner before anyone's done any, any work on it, and, and Al is having trouble with sort of lazy workers and complaining to Richie that the Fonz is just driving him up the wall, and then the Fonz comes on in, uh, in and kind of proceeds to drive Al up the wall, and Al leaves, and the Fonz tells Richie that, you know, he's driving, et cetera, et cetera so you know the way this goes, and, um. They, they. I, I, guess. I think the thing is, like, the theory was that the Fonz would be a silent partner, but it's the Fonz. The Fonz thinks he knows everything. He even wants a place called Fonzie's, and he's in there all the time, not not letting Al sort of do anything without him being there. But then. I don't know. Has Al ever built the restaurant too? I mean, when he bought Arnold's, obviously from Arnold, it was already up and running. So, so there's no there's no sign that Al has any more experience in doing this than Fonzie does. So, and uh, yeah, it's interesting to see sort of the Fonzie, you know, who was such a such a rebel when the show started, in his you know uh, windbreaker and and his motorcycle. Yeah, well now you know his leather jacket and all his girlfriends and everything and there was something so you know rebellious about him you know the network was worried about him and now he's you know he's he he's the manager possibly owns that garage he works at but he's definitely the manager of that that garage that he works at the 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 repair shop and now he's co-owner of like the big like diner restaurant for the that's all the kids go to in the area which is which is whack whack wacky this episode has an interesting opening where it makes you kind of think that uh, Mr. C is going to be the leading character in the episode, but but very quickly he he's not because he he comes home and um, basically they've transferred Arnold's to the living room and Mrs. C is taking orders and cooking for people and everybody's dancing around and the record player going and people are sitting out and. Cars, I guess, in the driveway or in the area, making out and stuff. And of course, Mrs. Mister C doesn't like any of it and throws them all out. As, yeah, I might do the same. Uh, why are they all in there? That's my. I mean, the only reason I can think of why they're in there, um, and I'm I'm sure this doesn't really fit fit with what was happening, but the only reason why they're in there is because you know, th- uh, since since they since the old Arnold set came down, the only standing set at that moment is probably. The living room, dining room, kitchen area set, right? So, you know, we haven't been upstairs in the house in ages, have we? And we haven't been in Fonzie's apartment in quite some time. We're basically—it's really just—we're we're in that main set and Arnold's, and now Arnold's is getting redecorated. So, so yeah, where else could they put the kids? The only standing set they have in Milwaukee—the living room—and. Um, and they don't really have a bathroom downstairs, though, do they? You think they would? You think they would? But then, but then the houses back then—they were built like b- bathrooms are kind of odd. I don't—I almost feel like the way they built bathrooms, like, like nowadays you go in a house, you know, like, and if if it's a house that size, there be three, four bathrooms, and I—I think. Mr. and Mrs. C have their own bathroom. I don't know why I say that, but I feel like they might. I could be lying there. But I also feel like there's... I, I, don't, I don't see where the bathroom... If there is a bathroom on the first floor, where it would be. Even in the original layout of the house, I don't see it where it would be. And I, I think that's... I wonder if that's like, um, you know, standard puritanical sort of American shame... You know the uh that uh well yeah we don't we don't have toilets on the first floor of the house the the toilets are upstairs where we sleep and do other things that are that are base on the uh first floor here we're very civilized, no toilets here um uh, because it's got to be rough right I mean every time a kid wants to unless they put up a like a porta potty like a gump out on the driveway or something mr c doesn't say why is there a portable outhouse on my front lawn so so presumably every time the kids have to pee they're going upstairs that that i don't know that i'd like that i, I don't know that that would be something i would allow if that were my house mrs c doesn't seem to mind maybe they will just go in the back and crap in behind the bushes speaking of that i do like you know it's always like the The theory that the bathroom is the men's room is Fonzie's office, um, you know, um, which is always weird to me that that was sort of his office because he has an apartment to himself. You know, I never fully under—I I guess I never sort of fully understood the office. The office thing implies to me that he needs a space where he can be alone, but you don't really. I mean, good gosh! I mean, I, I'm thinking of like the office that I work at several days a week. You know, and I'm thinking like I would never set an office in, up an office in there. There are too many smells, too better than it did certainly. It looks it looks clean and nice now because it's brand new. It's got electric hand dryer in it. There's all for poopers, and they're always checking for poopers while they're in there, which is hilarious. Anyway, where was I? Yeah, the the Fonz is in there, and kind of he does he does that thing that the Fonz does every once in a while, where he's just sort of not thinking. He's in he you know he he spends so much of his time sort of in this rarefied Fonzie air when he has to actually kind of sit down and, and be part of the world as we know it. He um he doesn't quite understand it. And, and Al to be honest, um, isn't terribly helpful too. He acts childish. There's a moment where he, he says, I'm gonna hold I'm gonna hold my breath until he apologizes or something. I forget and he actually does that. I thought why Al, why are you doing that? and that's just that seems a little strange i i did like the scene with the cake where al like al spent two days making this cake as a cake with and and the top of the cake is this elaborate mostly candy and you know chocolate related layout for how the interior of arnold is going to be and of course the buffons and al end up destroying it um well, it's pretty pretty fun uh scene there but in general yeah it is it is sort of very much a standard two two good friends getting a business together and and just get on each other's nerves until so, somehow even though they're on each other's nerves and I mean when we see the restaurant in in its in its construction stage there's nothing it looks like a big empty set with a bunch of crap against the walls and a bunch of workers there so it looks like nothing and, and yet somehow, even though they're arguing and everything like that, arguing about what goes here, what goes there, whatever, and, and they haven't talked to each other for a while, somehow it all gets done. I guess that's a good thing, right? Somehow, even though they were arguing and they don't seem to be doing anything, somehow it got done without them. You know, I, it's almost funny. I, I I thought it would have been great if, like, when uh, Alan Fonz would walk in and go, "How'd it get done?" And then it's like, you know, Mister, Missus C, and Joni and, and Chachi, and, and and Ralph, and and Potsy and, and Richie were Like, we took care of it. We did it ourselves. Hey, you know, we you know we got to, we got a little gumption, a little you know elbow grease, and we put it together ourselves. No, somehow the through all the all the thick and thin and all the troubles, somehow the, the diner got made in spite of everything. Let's see what else in this one. Yeah, Joni, uh, Joni doesn't do much. She does some dancing. She's enjoying there. She, um I don't know if her Chachi have gone out yet, but Chachi, um, in this one, Chachi is feeling more and more like the Chachi of season eight and beyond and Joni loves Chachi and stuff. And and again, there there isn't a sign that there is a point when you know they're all going to the opening, and R- Richie and Joni are standing there. And I think like a horn beeps, and she goes, "Oh, it's Chachi," and she goes, and "You think, oh, she's going with Chachi?" But then Richie goes too, and it's like, "Oh, okay, all right." And you get to see Laurie Beth for the first time in ages. So yeah, Richie's still going out with her. She doesn't mind his dalliances and his one night stands, which is great for Richie. And it was even better for Richie. He's not going to be here anymore after six, seven episodes. Yeah, Mr. And Mrs. C is there, and Mr. Mr. C doesn't really um. He listens when Arnold is is when Alice talking, when the Fonz are talking, but they don't really do much. There's there's a scene, we learn that uh, Mr. C no longer goes to his barber because he won't pay two dollars for a haircut, so Mrs. C is doing his hair, and uh, yeah, there's there's uh, Potsy doesn't really do much. Ralph makes a couple of jokes. Uh, he he picks up the little figure that's him on top of the 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 um, cake and says, "Oh, I got to go to the bathroom," and he and he sends walks his care towards to bathroom. That was funny and uh, he makes I forget he makes another joke about something that isn't that funny oh 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 the bandstand got moved see we're going I said I told you we're going places <laughs> he's running a little low on the comedy fuel that's that's our Ralph mouth but but in, in general the episode is mostly about um Al, Al and um the Fonz and luckily it isn't too um we we've never seen them like have we seen them like this together I feel like maybe we have and I'm forgetting When it is, but we've never seen them doing something like this before. And the Fonz acts very much like the Fonz, and Al kind of acts very much like Al. Al, you know, is the Fonz just likes to, if not be in charge, just know everything is about him. Whereas Al is great when the place is going and running, and Clarence is cooking, and we got way hot waitresses and little skirts and things like that. But um, yeah, yeah, the the diner feel is gone. Like I said, it's the um, I guess the ski lodge flavor uh is is the is the new thing now so yeah the the place is up the new arnold's is up uh after the tragedy of the last episode this episode doesn't really mention it at all i think they they mentioned the fire a couple times obviously but chachi seems okay apparently chachi's like a junior executive in the place so hey he burnt it down but everything's okay and i guess it with the insurance money it got done up nicer and i guess i guess so so now it's um it's funny now because we're in 1980 and it looks like that. I, I have no idea if in 1980... I i have no remembrance when we saw that in 1980 if we were all like, Oh, man, that is awesome. Because I think, like, 50s nostalgia was gone by 1980. I don't know what we were doing in 1980s. Waiting for the slasher film cycle to kick in? I don't know. Waiting for Dallas to become the number one show. I don't know what it was. Uh, but, yeah, we weren't... I don't remember much 50s nostalgia going on. Waiting for... I guess in January of 1980, we were all just sitting around waiting for *Empire Strikes Back*, right? And waiting for *Friday the 13th* an *Airplane*, although we didn't know it yet. Overall, it's a fun episode. There's some good laughs in it. Some of it's kind of—I uh, don't—I don't know. I don't want to say juvenile, but some of it's sort of like—well, eh, that could be. <laughs> it could have been a little sharper. But in general, it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's an amusing episode. It moves very quickly, and it, it gets to where we need to go in that yeah, Fonzi and Al are now co owners of the restaurant and or the diner or restaurant and now it is open and it is populated and everyone seems to be enjoying themselves. So we can continue on uh doing whatever it was we were doing. I was just thinking if there was anything else. The Fonz brings in a lovely lady who he wants to be a waitress that annoys Al and Al brings in his cousin from Italy who's going to sing, you know, Odano Mobile which is going to annoy Fonzie. But yeah, it's it's all it's all pretty much. I mean, the 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 arguing between them could have been taken from like an Ozzy and Harriet script from 1953. Uh, but but there are there are some nice touches, and it is sort of bended to the characters and everything, and it is nice to see Arnold's up and moving again. Seeing it uh, devastated was not a, a happy thing. So arnold's is reborn just at this point we're about to lose two of the main characters and uh yeah let's go on to the next we will go on to the hucksters and in this one uh mr c i think i think he's going to try some i believe some television advertising for uh the cunningham hardware and we'll see how that goes or you'll hear me talk about how that goes unless you're watching the episode then we'll we'll share but listen to this and i'll be on the other side The Hucksters starring, very briefly, Mr. Henry Aaron, Hank Aaron, who at this point, 1980, had been retired from baseball for about five, six years. They mentioned he was in the 57 World Series and uh, Richie got a a baseball glove signed by him. It's funny that Richie brought the baseball glove that Hank Aaron signed and Hank Aaron shows up. Hey! Coincidences are fun and they happen in sitcoms. They really, really do. Yes, So, um... And and with with Hank Aaron, you can, I mean, Hank Aaron looks the way he looked in 1980. If you see footage of him in 1980, he looks the way he looked then. He doesn't look the way he looked in the early 60s. He started playing baseball, I think, in the uh, major league, major league baseball uh, league, uh, major, major uh, the major leagues. He started at around 54, I believe. So at this point, if this is like 62, he's been playing for eight years in the World Series. Obviously, he's freaking Hank Aaron. One of the all-time superstars of the game, and uh, but but clearly, when you see him here, it would be like if you know this was a show made in 1980, set in 1969 or 1970. Joe Namath showed up; it would be the Joe Namath of 1980. 19- I mean, it's very clearly the uh, the Hank Aaron of 1980, and not the Hank Aaron of 18 years prior to that. Having said that, how was the episode? It's okay. The episode, the I mean. It, it, we, we learned that uh, Cunningham Hardware opened in 1946. So uh, we, we've talked before about when I was trying to guess like when everyone was born and what everyone's ages were. But but Cunningham Hardware at this point, if this is 1962, Cunningham Hardware. Has it opened for what sixteen years? Hey, there you go. And he's like, like he said, what, what he's trying to do. He wants to do a commercial because he met a friend of his who he thought was not a good businessman, who's now a millionaire, and he says it's all because of TV commercials. So uh, Richie, kind of, it's 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 weird because the guy, it's called the Hucksters, but the weird thing about it is that it's 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 a it's a stra- it's a strange episode. Okay, because the the premise seems to be that this Mister Van Buren, the, the guy who's Doing the he basically, Mr. C hires him on, and he he promises Mr. C that a forty percent increase in business, but Mr. C has to give him complete creative control of the commercial. Which Mr. C does, and what Mr. Van Buren does, he starts off putting the family in it. Then he takes the family out, and replaces them with an actor, an actress, a dog for Joni, and a little boy for Richie. And there's there's another um, I forget the actor's name. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'd have to check it out. But there is a um. There is a uh, custo- there is a customer in this one um, I'm gonna, I' go, oh yeah and I do like the end where Hank Aaron is hanging out with them that's fun oh unfortunately I don't have his name but the um uh, but what is it the um, uh, the uh, I'll, I'll get I'll get his name for you uh, the actor the guy who plays the customer he's in a lot of like Ross Hagen films he was in the side hackers he was in born I believe he's in um, don't quote me on this I believe he was in action USA if you've seen Side Hackers, you know this guy. I want to say his name is Hoyle, like Herc Hoyle or something. I'm making that up. It's funny. I keep confusing this guy with the guy that James Bryan puts in all of his films. Um, the guy who I think he's the guy in in the James Bryan film. He's the guy he he um he's um Dick in Don't Go in the Woods. But that's the James Bryan guy, not not the Ross Hagen guy. The Ross Hagen guy. I want to say Herc Hoyle or something like that is his name. You you know him from. Um, uh, uh, side Hackers, He's the that was number nine. When when Ross Hagen assembles the gang to go kill Michael Pataki and his gang, that that's the guy. So yeah, so there's that, and uh, and it, it's it's fun. I mean, the scene where they get gradually one by one replaced with everything. You know, Joni gets replaced with the dog and everything like that. That's that's fun. And I the thing with the episode that confused me is it's called the Hucksters, but I'm not sure why it's called the Hucksters because he. It, it, Richie says it, it's strange too that Richie says like he knew this guy through um, uh like someone in school like he gave a lecture or something at school and so they're bringing him on you know and and it's 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 funny because at the end of the day the guy the guy I don't think the guy is being a huckster is he that's the weird thing about the episode because. In the end, it's presented as no, no, no. The Cunningham shouldn't lie to people and say that these actors and, and this dog are the Cunningham family. Uh, he should say, um, you know, it should be the Cunninghams who are doing it, not uh, not these people. And you know, it shouldn't be a dog for Joni. Um, but in in the end, does it does it does it really matter? I mean, did did like. I know he probably did, but like Dave Thomas and all the Wendy's commercials, did he actually own Wendy's? Was that actually the guy who owned, you know, like, you know, like, I'm sure there are people who see Ronald McDonald and think he owns McDonald's, you know, but, but I, I, it's, it's funny to me because it's an amusing episode, but it feels like uh, almost a skit. Like like maybe something you'd see like with a reoccurring character like Saturday Night Live or something like that where like they like a reoccurring family or something shows up and then they're replaced by other actors in a in a brief scene but to make an episode out of it is stretching it a bit I I think and because c- you get the point you know they replace Richie then they replace Joni, and you're like oh, okay they replace Mister C they're replace Mrs. C you know it's weird because it's like they don't have a problem with the two girls in the short shorts who dance around with a shovel or whatever, but they have a problem with the, um, but they have a problem with the them being replaced as actors. Um, you know, who may act better than they do, who may be more attractive to people. I don't know, but it's 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 a it's a weird it's a weird episode because I don't see it as it's the implication from the title is that this guy is somehow ripping them off. The problem is that the way the episode ends, we don't sort of... The episode ends with them sitting with Hank Aaron in their living room, so we don't really get like, did business increase by 40%? Did did what he said happen, happened? Or because they took over the commercial and he didn't have complete control, is that now null and void? Is the commercial just a big waste of money for everyone? It's a strange episode because I I thought what was going to happen was like, it would turn out that it was a fake commercial. Maybe like, we watched TV and there was no commercial. You know, maybe fake cameras or something and he ripped them off. But no, he's, he's like a director of TV commercials. He says, give me complete control. Mr. C says, you got complete control. And then he won't give them complete control. It's it's, it's just strange because it's like... I keep saying because it's like... But I mean, does it, doesn't it seem weird to you? Did you watch the episode? Does, does it seem weird to you? I mean, it's just... It's just kind of a strange concept to me um, I mean it's uh, you know we, we're lying to him is this, is this legal can we do this and and Mr. Van Buren says well you know if we get asked about it you know there may be some problems I thought is that is that illegal to actually have like a place like called like Cunningham's Hardware and you have actors play the Cunningham family and if someone goes down there and says oh where's that handsome man who played Mr. Cunningham well Miss, Mr. C becomes Iggy the stock boy and well, he's actually Iggy the stock boy. That was a pretend family. What would you do? I mean, think about it. like what would you do? Like if you if if there was a you know a Johnson's paint store, and there was a commercial. Hi, we're the Johnsons. Come on down to our paint store. And you went down there, and you're like, I'd like to speak to the Johnsons. And you met someone who wasn't in the commercial, and you found out that the people in the commercials were actors, not the real Johnson family. What would you do? Would you sue them? Would you have them arrested? I don't. I I guess. I feel like the episode is on some weird, shaky... I feel like the episode doesn't really make sense is the problem at the end of the day. He wants to do a commercial. He wants to become a millionaire. The guy says, give me complete... I'm sorry, I'm repeating myself because I'm just trying to see if I can get a breakthrough or something. Uh, he, uh, It's, it's, uh, I, I want to do a commercial. I want to become a millionaire. I'm hiring a guy who does this professionally, paying him. He's, it's. He says it's going to raise my, my revenue by 40%. As long as I give him complete creative control. I give him complete creative control. I don't like it. I change it. Now what happens in the end? And I guess his integrity is, is fine. It's it's weird part of it, right, is that it's a live commercial. So so it's so it's happening and the moment you know it's like the font says, yo, know, come on down, hey, and cut, it's done. It's over. The commercial is gone. You know, unless there's a kinescope of it somewhere or something. But but it's it's so weird too, because it's not like they're recording something for posterity. It's a live commercial that has gone ten seconds after it goes out. It's not being recorded. It's going through the camera, down the wire, to the, the the transmitter and then going out to everyone. It's a it's a weird episode because it's a it's it's a fun episode. It's got some laughs in it, it's it's got some amusing moments but but they, they like pitch that guy as being like kind of a kind of a slightly sleazy jerk you know when the, when the woman comes out is going to play Mr. C she says she looks at Mr. Van Buren and says was that alright cuddles don't call me that and it's weird because yeah they present him as like we've seen people like this on the show before you know stealing songs or just being jerks in general taking advantage but um, this guy just seems like a kind of sleazy show businessy guy who's just doing his thing and I mean and it's, and, it's, and it's never I, I guess the thing I thought of is called The Hucksters like I said at the end of, I'm going to stop talking about this if it says The Hucksters I feel like at the very end of it there should be something where it's like either the commercial didn't go out either they did the commercial exactly the way he said and it didn't go out or maybe they lost business because there there wasn't the real Cunninghams or in fact it just 40% it didn't work at all when Mr. C tried to get some kind of satisfaction money back or something he couldn't get a hold of the guy I don't know, but it's um, it's just kind of it's just kind of weird to me because they don't he doesn't seem like a, I mean I guess may, maybe could it be that the hucksters are meant to be the Cunninghams? Well, that would make sense then. If they're saying it's Cunningham Hardware and they're standing there and other people take their things and say we're the Cunninghams, then that makes the Cunninghams the Hucksters, not the guy who is just doing the job he's been hired on to do. I'm reading into this far too much. You've heard exactly what I have to say about this. I'm not going to say it again. It's an okay episode. After the sort of big importance of more or less the last three episodes, this one is just kind of really... um, it's just kind of silly and it's fun and it's, and no one really kind of takes over the episode. It isn't, Mr. C doesn't quite take over. Mrs. C just kind of stands there. Um, Joni and Richie don't quite do it. The Fonz kind of takes over the, you know, it's just kind of Hank Aaron is there. You know, it's, it's kind of a, a fun episode that I think, like I said, might, if this were, if it were made today, this would probably be a B or even a C plot of something. And it would be a series of funny jokes. And what they would do is, um, and the way they do it is like you I've got an idea and they bring out the kid who's replacing Richie and then he'd do some lines and everyone would laugh or we'd cut to the like the A plot line. Then we'd cut back to the B plot line and you'd see um like and they would pan, you know, you see the little kids say line, then the camera would pan up to Joni, then to Mrs. C, then to Mr. C and Mr. C would have been replaced by someone. Like at every time they cut away and then cut back, someone in the family has been replaced by another actor or something like that. Um but but as as this is the only plot in, in in the story, it um I just I just feel like it's um it's very light. It's never boring. It's not a boring episode. But I think um, if we watch it today, yeah, the replacement of the family members wouldn't take so long. Would move much quicker, and there might be a feeling that the guy is trying to rip them off. There isn't a feeling that he's trying to rip them off. He's doing. I mean, presumably all these actors were hired using the money Mr. C gave them, and there is never a moment where it's like, "Well, he was a big rip-off artist." He's just doing his job that he was hired for. So, it's an interesting episode. I, I, I mean, it's it's a it's a decent episode. We're slightly flying high here off of the last ones being, uh, sort of very important episodes. But this is a this is a decent episode. It's nice to see the family together. I mean, they're going to be split apart soon, and. uh, so so, this is nice, but uh, yeah, it's nothing, nothing spectacular. But it's 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 an okay episode. There's some laughs. It's just I don't know. I don't know if I agree with whatever the hell the premise of the episode is. So, uh, what do we got next up? Next up, we got Allison and Fools Rush In in episode 11, and we only have uh, 13 in this season. We got four more episodes after that, and then of course um, uh, Richie and Ralph are gone. And I don't think I saw Ralph or Potts. Were they in this? They might have been in the beginning of this. I forget. But um, Yeah, this is uh, this is this is the Hucksters, this is the new Arnolds, everyone. Be good to yourself and we play a little music. I've been, I've been. Hulk Howell was the gentleman's name, and I did go back and rewatch the closing scene, and they do say at one point, Hank says, I really thought it was on the level, and then they say, But we think the commercial's gonna be okay. But the commercial's already gone out, like I said, and they say it's going out live, unless I missed something in there. But it, but it's weird. I guess I really thought it was on the level. Why wasn't it on the level? They don't say why it wasn't on the level. I don't understand replacing those these people with actors. Doesn't seem strange to me. It, it, it would seem like almost. The th- it would almost seem to me like if you're going to do like look at the the original commercial they did for the the uh, Cunningham hardware the one that no one liked didn't have anyone in it so i i'm sorry i guess i guess i'm just confused by it. why wasn't it on the level is business going to increase it can't now right because they didn't follow the the rule which is giving the Mr. Van Buren complete i don't know i'm going to stop talking but it is kind of weird right i mean the original commercial didn't have anyone in it just shots of the hardware store and this this narration. It's it's weird that they all thought they would be in the commercial when they weren't in it in the first time and then when the guy changed his mind they got unhappy that they weren't in it any I don't know. I'm gonna stop talking. Be good to yourselves everyone.